0: Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN.
1: Alright folks, uh, Monday, April 24th. Uh, it is just a normal Monday, 69 degrees, it's trying to get here. I'm your host, Jack Riggins, Johnny Cadillac's executive producing the show. Uh, we got a good show lineup up today, we've got... Uh, Professional golfer out of Omaha, the pride of Nebraska, the pride of Ralston, Scott Gucheski, who will join us here first segment to talk about his win at the Lacombe Suncoast Classic, if I got it right. Some of these corn tour... Events, let me tell you folks. Uh bottom line is this guy is a state treasurer. He's really a national treasure to all golfers. And so uh can't wait to get him on. Uh second segment, we're gonna have uh Brooke Fullerton from Lincoln Area Youth for Christ, parent life director, to talk to us about some of the challenges that go with uh youth parents and uh, what they deal with and the struggles and what we do here in the local Lincoln community about that. Programming note, folks, this is my last week on Drive Time Lincoln. I am hanging it up on Friday. Um, On Friday, we will have a big announcement about new programming and the future of this hour here on KLIN. Um, So I think we'll have plenty of time throughout the week to discuss that, if you want Um, All I can say is it's been a joy for two years uh, to work here at KLIN. From Amy to Steve, Caleb, all the folks that kind of manage the station, manage me. Uh, It's been a wonderful opportunity. I have thoroughly enjoyed it, especially being a a non-professional radio guy. I've tried to do my best. Ultimately, it's pretty easy. I and my goal was to get you interested in politics, to get you interested in caring about it at all levels, and ultimately... To get you motivated to go out and vote. Listen, if 100% of Americans, or in this case, Nebraskans and Lincolnites, go out and vote, then whatever the vote is, I can live with. I just can't stand when we're not using our freedom to participate in our great system. And just like you, each one of us, my vote is no more important than your vote. And so I think we've accomplished that mission. And so... Looking forward to uh, doing some other things with my semi-retired life. I will say more on Friday, but I'll say it's been nice working with you myself, Jack. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Johnny, you just I'll still be here. free but... lunch. Yeah, Johnny will still be here. <laughs> and No, I, I say that sincerely. It's, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun for me. Well, no worries. we still got another week, and God knows what will happen. Let's get to Scott <laughs> Guchevsky. Scott, welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln.
2: Thanks for having
1: me. Well, and congratulations. I think the last time you are on the show, uh, we were celebrating the call-up to the PGA Tour. And uh, I just have to say how proud of, knowing you a little bit, but how proud I am of you continuing the journey. Because after all, you are a pro golfer. Uh, and I, 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 every time you get in that spotlight, you get emotional. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But can you just, 24 hours later, summarize it a little bit about the journey and to win again on the Corn Ferry Tour, what it means to you and your family? Yeah,
2: I mean, it's just, um, you know, I guess with my kids taking such an interest in golf and um, kind of being all in on golf, it, it means that much more to me. Um, but, you know, just just the ups and downs of golf and, and the, you know, the, the tough times and the feeling like, you know, feeling like you just can't win and you just can't get over the hump and you're super close, but it's just not working out. And it can be such a fickle game. Um, and so silly and, you know, crazy things happen out there. And then when things go your way, um, it's like, gosh, maybe, maybe I am doing the right thing here. You know what I mean? Maybe I am. On the right path, um, but it's just it's you know it's such a hard game, and it's just it's so hard to be good at it um, consistently. Um, that you know when you get in those situations, and you kind of you kind of finally do the things right that you kind of preach to your kids about what they should do, and you know even when you try to get them on that path, and then when you kind of things kind of work out for you. Um, it's just you know, it's it's just a lot of work, and it's just um, for me, it's it can be a little overwhelming. Obviously,
1: yeah, yeah, no, and I think it's great because your interviews uh, are always so raw. You know, in these moments, whether it be uh, you know when you when you last got called up to the tour, and I think that for people that maybe don't play, what what I always enjoy, even though you're at the most elite level, is you communicate as you just did. Like all of us, no matter whether you're a 25 handicap, a scratch, or a pro, you are able to articulate the struggles that we all feel, most of us just trying to enjoy the game. But I also think, and you said it there, is, I mean, we can't talk about you these days and all you've done in golf, whether it be at Ralston, you know, one of the best University of Nebraska teams they've ever had to your long, Probably it's going to be tough for somebody born, raised in Nebraska to beat your wherewithal in pro golf. But your, you know, your family. You know, I love it. I go the first order I go to goes about your family, right? Luke at Iowa State, Trevor's at Westside. You know, <laughs> you know, you've got your daughter playing at Duchenne, and then I think I, Isaiah also is winning. You know, young and if you're not in the golf community, it's difficult to raise young golfers, let alone be a pro golfer. And so I, I do think the emotion comes from, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but the overjoyed success of raising a family, them loving the game, a wife that's supportive of your endeavors, and then you succeeding.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I, you know, I guess, When when my kids were growing up and they started hitting balls around the house, you know, with plastic clubs and plastic balls, you know, my whole thing um, was let's let's just make sure these kids enjoy the game. Let's just make sure they don't resent golf because, you know, it's obviously a huge part of my life, and I didn't want it to be the thing that took me away from them when they were young. Right. Um, So I didn't want them to resent the game. Um, you know, so, so with my oldest Luke, I would, you know, I'd take him out to practice with me and, uh, you know, I'd, I'd just let him do what he wanted. I'd let him have fun. If he wanted to play in the sand, he could play in the sand. Um, if he wanted to hit golf shots, he could hit golf shots. And I just kind of let him do it on his own. And, you know, I kind of did the same thing, um, with Isabel and Trevor, Isabel didn't take to it. Isabel really didn't start playing until she got to high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but Trevor took to it. And uh, and now we have Isaiah, who's about to be seven. He kind of, he's taken to a little bit. He hits balls in the basement. Um, you know, he plays soccer. He plays baseball. He plays basketball. He does what kids should do, and he, and he has fun. Um, and I think, you know, obviously, I think, I don't think I'm any different, any different than a lot of other people. You know, I have the, I have the pipe dream in my head that um, it'd be really cool to see my kids. Be a professional golfer or something like that, right? I know it's right. it's a crazy, outlandish dream, um, but what I have learned from from I think from my um, career as a professional and and seeing other people is this, you've got to love what you're doing to get to that level. Um, and if you don't if you don't love it, you're just going to find other things. Um, because it's, it's too hard to spend so much time at it. Um, if you don't love doing it, um, cause you've got to be self-motivated. Um, yeah. you know, there's no coach calling, there's no teammates calling. Um, so I think, you know, it started with just not wanting them to resent it. And then it just kind of said, well, I just want, I want them to have fun. And I want them to enjoy it. And if they enjoy it and then they have a little bit of success, they'll want to get better. Um, and then just kind of helping them along the way and. Um, letting them figure things out on their own, Um, but also, you know, making sure they're not getting too far off path.
1: Sure. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. I think, uh, you know, whenever, if you ever, you know, move on from golf, um, there's just a lot for the rest of us to learn as parents and, and how to facilitate whatever it is our kids want to do. Um, and then obviously in your in your own golf, just how to stay at it to improve, and then you know um doing it with the family. I mean, at this point, you play a young man's game, I think the last time we talked. You know, we you, you talked a lot about you gotta make birdies out here. You gotta make birdies out here, and I guess uh this week, my friend, uh twenty one under par and then depending on media accounts, I'd like to break the story. It's either a forty footer <laughs> or sixty footer, uh, to win this thing in overtime, but uh you, you made plenty of birdies this week.
2: Yeah, it was I mean, gosh, it was it was a fun week. Um, you know, it was I guess a relatively slow start. Um, but gosh, things really got cooking on Saturday and, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously on Sunday, there's a little, there's some nerves and stuff going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a fun week. Um, I definitely, there are a few things that definitely went my way, which, you know, tends to have to happen. Um, to win, but it was just, I mean, it was a fun week. I had I had, a, I had a great time. I enjoyed the golf course. Um, great members at the course, great, helpful volunteers and fans. Um, and it was just, you know, we had, I mean, we had great weather. It was just, um, it was, a, it was a really neat week and it was, it was really special. And I'll remember it for a long time.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so good. Again, we're on with Scott Gucheski. Just want to corn through a ferry event. Uh, and again, according to the statisticians, you've moved up to what ninth, sixth in the Corn Ferry rankings? Um, yeah, I think it's ninth. Yeah, yeah, that's gotta feel good. I mean, clearly, um, if you're in it, uh, you're still going. Um, I I call you the timeless golfer. You know, you represent <laughs> so much. I mean, you you could be out there, you know planting in the fields and then just put your, put your clubs on your back and go. Uh, you, you could be as you are a guy from Omaha, but, but you represent kind of the Nebraska work ethic and, uh, yeah, why there's no reason just keep on going as long as it's working for the family. I think, I think this story is just so uplifting and, and why I wanted you to come on here. Um man i you, is that the deal you just keep on going i mean like you said in your article i guess I don't know when to quit well i would say uh no reason to quit when you love something right yeah I mean I love it
2: um you know i feel like you know I'm probably gonna play until they play until they you know drag me away kicking and screaming um you know i you know if I can stay healthy and and competitive i think I'd love to give the senior tour a chance in a absolutely few years. i mean that's not that far off, uh,
1: no, and I want you, you know. to stay healthy because, as your uh, family continues to get better at golf i w- I want to be able to you know just uh walk behind you guys and listen to it and watch all this uh play out over the next decade,
2: yeah, I mean it's getting tougher and tougher to beat my kids sure. <laughs> um, they they are they are definitely doing their part in keeping me sharp.
1: For us golfers, you know, the folks that love the game, what can, what would you say in your journey, you know, almost 20 plus years, maybe more, you know, what's been the biggest changes in the game that you've struggled with as, as the rest of us watch golf from the outside? And how have you overcome Um, that? Well, I mean,
2: you know, the game has changed a lot. I mean, you know, the driver heads have gotten a lot bigger. Um, the ball goes a lot further, um, spins a lot less. Um, but the whole men- the whole mentality is totally flipped. Um, you know, I remember countless times um, hearing from my college coach and my high school coach, and then even, like, the first few years when I played professionally, it was like hit fairways, hit greens, hit your two iron, get the ball in play, um, to where now it's just, it's just, hyper aggressive where um nobody cares if you hit fairways you just want to hit driver and you want to hit as far as you can and you go find it and then you make a decision from there um and it's it's so aggressive and so attacking that that's that's the hardest part for me to adapt to um you know i feel like i feel like as a younger golfer i was i was too aggressive um and i made mistakes being too aggressive um and as I got older, I started being too conservative because I didn't want to make those mistakes. Um, but by being so conservative, I didn't give myself enough realistic opportunities to make birdies and eagles. Um, so every you know every once in a while, I can kind of get somewhere in the middle of those two and have a pretty decent week. Um, but it's it's hard. Um, yeah. it's hard. It's kind of reprogramming the way I play the game. Um,
1: would you say one of the things? And if you could, could you hold on for our break, and we could bring you back just for two minutes um, here sure. before the bottom of the hour? Would that be all right? Yeah, sure. I think uh, I think ultimately you're 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 a story of never quit and just keep grinding. But uh, yeah, just hold on, and we'll come back with you, Scott. Really appreciate it. Again, Scott Gucheski on fourteen hundred ninety nine three
0: KLIN. You're getting the four one one from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3 KLIN.
1: Folks, uh, we're back. We've got uh, Scott Gucheski on the line. If you weren't paying attention or don't know pro golf, listen, 46 years old, he's out there beating the Whipperstappers on the uh, Corn Ferry Tour. And I'll tell you what, of all the pro athletes uh, that are active right now or over the last 20 years, Scott Gucheski has outlasted them all and performed at the highest level of his sport pro golf, Um, and that that means something. But he's also raising kids, and he's just a Nebraskan like the rest of us. So, Scott, uh, what's next for you guys?
2: Well, we're in uh, Huntsville, Alabama this week, um, playing down here on a a pretty nice golf course called the Ledges. Um, And then we got a couple weeks off. Um, So, I'll be back home and uh, going to golf tournaments, and then we got a high school graduation coming up, and baseball games and soccer games so um i'll be home and i guess be a dad for a couple of weeks
1: i hear you man we're knee deep in uh southwest soccer right here in lincoln probably like top four in the state and uh i'm loving it i just love going and watching my kids compete and just see part of the team and uh i bet you do as well yeah absolutely uh Pinnacle Bank Championship uh, will be year end again here at Indian Creek, up in o- o- Elkhorn. I guess I call it Elkhorn. It's probably Omaha now. Um, we'll see you there, won't we? Unless you get the call up.
2: Uh, I will be there unless I get the call up. Um, so, and you know, if I rattle off uh, two more before then, I might not be there. But um, right now, I'm planning on being there. And it, uh, as always, it'll it'll be my favorite event of the year, and uh, plan on having a great time then.
1: Well, Scott, I know the entire state's proud of you. I'm proud of you, proud to know you. The story, the winning to me is just kind of part of it. Uh, But big deal, man, big deal. And I I just want to thank you for all your approach to it. Appreciate
0: it. Thank you.
1: All right, have a good one. 1,499.3 KLIN.
0: Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All
1: right, folks, we're back here. Second segment, Monday, April 24th. Hope you enjoyed the first segment with Scott Gucheski, a Corn Ferry Tour and professional golfer, like legitimate, like a man that is, you know, top 300 in the world. I don't really care about the rankings. Bottom line is the man's one of the best on the planet in his craft, and uh, he's a Nebraskan. And he's been doing a long time and he he got another win uh just this weekend and uh i mean he he really represents some of the best of us, not just in Applying his trade to do something that's very difficult, and that is to be a professional golfer and win. Uh, But the way he raises his family and his whole family unit uh, represents all Nebraskans. And so I I like when he shares that. So pretty cool. Uh, This segment, we've got uh, Youth for Christ Parent Life Director Brooke Fullerton on. And we're going to get to her in a second. If you didn't hear the announcement, we've got a big week here at KLIN. This is my last week on Drive Time Lincoln. And I am going to move on. I've enjoyed it tremendously. We will have uh, plenty of time throughout the week, even though we're just going to run our normal shows. Uh, we've got Phoebe Hampton on for Chariots for Hope tomorrow. Rod Edwards from Nebraska First Pack as well. Doug Fitzgerald's going to fill in the show. I've got high school soccer. i got to be at Wednesday. Um, and So y'all know Doug, and he'll be in uh, covering Wednesday. And then Thursday, uh, of course, we're going to have Matt Anderson and Branch Oak Observatory back in. And then uh, Friday, we'll get to our big announcement. I think Caleb's going to come in studio, and we'll let you know the future of this hour and everything that we're excited about here at KLIN. So I'm sure Johnny and I will say a lot of thank yous on Friday. But uh, Brooke Fullerton, Youth for Christ Parent Life Director, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln.
3: Hi, thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here.
1: Yeah, really. Really appreciate it. We were just kind of talking off air. It always amazes me when I find or someone sends me something about, you know, people that are struggling in America, but then I'm always equally impressed by the people that step forward in the organizations that look out for folks. And in this case, we're talking about um, young folks that are parents.
3: Yeah. Yes, Pregnant and Parenting Teens. Yeah,
1: explain Youth for Christ. Matt has been on plenty of times. We we generally know the broad mission there, but you're focused kind of on parent life for yeah, teens.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Tell us I, about that. I always joke that it's my favorite one because I get the trifecta of awesome, I call it. It's Jesus, teens, and babies, adorable babies. <laughs> so, I mean, what could be better? We even, yeah, what could be better? So we just come alongside pregnant and parenting teens here in lincoln we have a lot of guys like it's kind of a um maybe a surprise that a lot of teen dads are stepping up and they're just really um breaking generational bonds and being amazing dads and really trying hard and um they didn't have maybe great experiences themselves but they are really overcoming it and i'm just always so proud and so in all of my dads and my moms are amazing um, there's just a huge stigma that that maybe they're not, and they absolutely that could not be further from the truth. Sure. They're amazing parents.
1: Sure, I know there's been some highlights, and uh, you know, one of the things I saw, which surprised me, is that um, of all the youth that are um, kind of out there, forty three percent of them are unsheltered. I mean, they're homeless.
3: Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: and and even here in this area, you guys you know, serve about a thousand, but even in the Nebraska yeah. kind of region, we have 23,000 folks, right. you know, that are young and are struggling, and you take, you know, the percentages from national studies. I mean, half yeah. of them don't even have shelter.
3: Yeah, it's, it's a huge problem here in Lincoln, and I obviously can't speak for any other communities, but Lincoln has a huge um, homeless issue, problem, and if you don't know that, like me, then thank God. Yeah, you don't because it is just it's a really really bad problem um two hours ago i was at the hub with two teen parents trying to figure that out and figure out where they're going to live and how they're going to do life when they don't have a place to live, and that's a very real problem. Um, there's just a lack of quality housing that's safe for them, that's safe for um, their tiny babies, and um, when they're coming and going, they need a safe space. They mm-hmm. don't need to be harassed going into their apartments, and and that's if they can even get an apartment. Sure. So there's just so many rules and stipulations, and um, for for good reason. But it's just if you don't have a cosigner um, which most of my teen parents don't there's just a lot of reasons for that but they don't and um and it's just really really difficult to um get the pay subs that you need to qualify for the apartment even if it is a low income one so
1: I think that. what yeah it when people there's with anything we have in society sometimes there's stigmas that people don't realize or maybe we're biased but you know there's been a couple of stories that you've dealt with that you know really kind of speak to it you know could you give the audience yeah. an example of some of the struggles yeah. of of how a teen you know has got to this point and and what you guys can do to help you know Absolutely. ease that and get them going in the direction yeah. they want to go
3: yeah so um so i'm always very careful because these are real people right yeah. and and um it's not my story to share but i will share like some um general information and Um, This is not unique to just one person, but we have um, several who are maybe in a domestic violence situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to leave that person, it just seems like, yes, absolutely, let's leave that. That's not safe. And that's, um, again, like if you don't understand that, praise God, because that means you haven't walked with them or walked in those shoes. And that is very difficult to leave because maybe you get the courage to leave. Maybe you have the resources to leave, but then you have to have a place to go and um and that's just really where it gets tough and so parent life doesn't have magical homes that we all get to live in happily ever after i wish we did i really do but um but we don't so we just connect teen parents um we empower them let them know that they're worthy of that that they deserve better because a lot of times um, maybe from their past family situation or their past partner situation, they don't even believe that they deserve better and that they are worthy of a safe and loving environment to raise their children in and be in themselves. So it's really great. We get to come alongside them and just speak life over them and let them know. Like, I know that I had one girl that I just said, you know, you're better than this. I was dropping her off at a place that I didn't feel safe dropping her off mm-hmm. with a child with 17 people living or staying, I should say, and that in the for the night and it she was just better than that and when i looked her in the eye through tears and said that to her she said no i'm not and i just that breaks my heart more than anything because sure. that's just not true like we know that's not true and they do deserve better so we get that amazing privilege to come alongside them speak that life over them let them believe and begin to believe it's not an overnight thing i don't just tell her once and she's yeah. like yep i'm worthy um, so, but then also connect them with different places. Lincoln does have a lot of great resources and, um, I always, am excited to tell all my kids every day that there is thousands of people in Lincoln that wake up every single day just to make their life better, yeah. to think about food and diapers and transportation and childcare and housing. And so that's really encouraging, um, to them, but we at Parent Life get to walk alongside them, introduce them to faith and Jesus. And we have an answer that, that housing doesn't have or a food bank doesn't have. And that's Jesus that provides every need. And so it's just really awesome for us to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think that again, folks, you've got to take a minute to, uh, thankfully, most of us probably have never been in these shoes because you would, uh, you would immediately have, um, the sympathy, the empathetic nature. Others of us have to work hard to understand the problem set, the dynamic, um, And and where to go for resources, and I and I think that, you know, just when you hit it off with something basic, I mean, domestic abuse, violence, whatever, you know, it's bad around the world, it's bad in America, but these relationships, and oftentimes young people, you know, there's history, and so it's not as easy as just stepping away. And then there's the, I'm young, I am providing and caring for another very young person, and in the basics which maybe you and I could take for granted, right? um, can hamper those decisions. And then, you know, and I, I like that parent life and youth for Christ is connected within the community and, and helping people find the resources. Otherwise, you you don't inherently just go, you know, I know where all the resources at. It's right, it's just right. not how so things sure work. That easy. Right. I mean, even yeah. if like me, if you're gonna join the United States military, I mean it sounds <laughs> great, but it's like, well, where do I go? What specific job? Right. How do I do it? What what requires what? Um, you know, to have folks and then you bring up a good point, which is I think, you know, the faith-based aspect, mm-hmm. which a lot of times um, you know, depending on life People don't know, um, haven't been introduced, or maybe they're down on their luck. I mean, I I don't know anybody out there, but I'm going to tell you, there's been plenty of times I doubted, you know, my relationship with God Exactly, and and it happens, but that can be another key cornerstone of help.
3: Absolutely. And really that is. The key cornerstone, at least at Parent Life, we believe that and we want to share that with our girls. Um, we have girls that have maybe been in a strict religion where it was a lot of rules and they think that they're no longer welcome. And so just bringing them, them that message that no matter how far they walked away, it's one step back and God is always waiting with open arms. Um, is awesome. It's so awesome to bring that to them and to just see that actually resonate in their heart is amazing. And then um, sometimes they've never heard of Jesus um, or maybe they've, you know, heard that people who believe aren't, you know, aren't smart or whatever. Um, and then sometimes they, uh, you know, they've been raised in other religions. Um, lots of other religions from Wiccan to Buddhist to Muslim, like we, we've seen it all. So we just come alongside them and love on them and just um, try to be the hands and feet of Jesus, really.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. I know that you guys have a fundraiser also going on around Mother's Day.
3: Yeah, we do. <laughs> so what a great thing to um, implement I team keep up on and stuff Yeah, up on that's right. And I mean, if you're looking for anything for your mom or the mom of your kids, we have beautiful orchids. They, um, We have lots of different options for sale, um, and it is at org slash flowers. And that sale's going on through Wednesday, you can order. And you can either have them delivered or pick them up at the Campus Life House.
1: And some of those proceeds will go to your programs, Yes, absolutely.
3: Yes, absolutely.
1: Folks, a good way to support out. We all don't have the freedom or the time. Uh, Maybe we're dealing with other things, you know, to directly help, like Brooke everybody at Youth for Christ. But this is a way that, you know, number one, you can get some flowers for somebody that should be very ah. uh, important in your life <laughs> and and support their cause. Um, what have you learned in the journey of supporting about yourself?
3: Um, about supporting teens? Yes. Um, all the time I'm learning something. I'm learning that it's really important to be dependent upon. Um, I run late a lot (laughs) and I love to joke about that with my girls and just kind of give them permission to have faults too. Um, I learned that, um, I need to go all in on stuff. It was at the beginning of Lent and I had made a Lent, um, thing. And then I had kind of explained to my mom how, well, if no one hears me say that, like, that's okay then. And she's like, no, absolutely not. Like you, you know, God hears you, you need to go all in. So they are constantly teaching me and it's awesome. I learn something every single day from them. For sure. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, You know, and I always like to say if you can find yourself in a place where you're kind of paying it forward or paying it right, it it comes back to you in droves. Yes. But you don't always know it right right away. And uh, I suspect many of your teens, um, you know, struggle but eventually break through and and realize, you you know, just how special their life is, Mm -hmm. how... um, God doesn't make crap. Right. We're perfect Absolutely. as we are, yep. and 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 obviously the young child that they've yes. given birth to, and and yes. that's got to be very gratifying and neat to watch that okay. transformation.
3: It is so good, and they are. I can't stress enough how incredible of mothers they are. Like, um, I I would say they're better mothers than me for the most part. Like, <laughs> and I'm a pretty good mom. Like, that's kind of, um, I pride myself on that. And like, I had a lot of great mom friends when my kids were growing up, and I just. They're really good. Like they, um, I have this one teen mom, and she's amazing. She stays alone, um, and she her baby's twelve weeks tomorrow. Wow. And she, I just asked her today. I said, "How how have you ever been more than twenty feet from him in twelve weeks?" And she said, "No, probably not. Like she's never had." a sitter for him she's never had anyone else watch him she is breastfeeding the entire time he's never had any formula he's never she didn't have an epidural when she had him she didn't even drink caffeine while she was pregnant like this (laughs) is crazy dedication like they are incredible people and they just work so hard to overcome the stigma that teen moms um don't know how to parent and they i would say they do it way better than than i did as a young mom and i had a lot of help so
1: amazing. What, I, I'm going to take a second here. It's my, it's one of my personal things, which you alluded to it yeah. earlier, uh, which was obviously teen moms, you know, giving birth and and that special relationship with the child. But I'm just going to say dudes, guys, <laughs> right? We, we've got to step up. We've got to yes. be there. Listen, it is so important, not just for the mother, but the child your child Absolutely. um to be part of the whole process you know i I've, I've had four children and i can tell you that you know at some level being gone at times i feel guilty and upset that i missed those times but i was there when i was there and and it's just a phase of life where the child your child needs you the yes. mother needs you yes. you know step up whatever you're fearful of whether stigma whatever your other guys are telling you yeah. Be involved.
3: Absolutely. Yes. And like I said, I do have some great dads. Like yeah, that's awesome. I was dads. so happy to yeah. hear that. And they are trying so hard and um, you know, they don't know a lot about babies. Like
1: Heck, I got four. I don't know anything <laughs> <you> about parenting. <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> and it all changes and yeah, so they are just really and I mean Lincoln needs more of that. Like if anybody's interested in mentoring teen dads, I can always use you. So I mean, just from anything from playing basketball to taking a baby to the park or You know, just whatever else. Like these guys need. There's a lot of people that pour into teen moms. There is not that pour into teen dads. So we definitely need that.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good one, Brooke. I'm going to give you a a minute here. Just tell the people of Lincoln how they can help out. You know.
3: Awesome. Well, there's so many ways to help out. Um, first of all, prayer. Like, please always be praying. Like, speaking to God about teen parents is obviously the best thing that you can do. So we we are so grateful for that. And I just love to let the teen moms know, like people are praying for them. That moves them to tears a lot of times because maybe for you and me, that's common and people tell us that, but for them, it's not. So Mm -hmm. please be praying for them, um, praying for their mental health and just their resources. And then um, we can always use support. Um, We have to um, raise our own support. And so that's always something that that we can use and and buying the orchids helps with that absolutely give you some beautiful flowers and help a teen mom out while you're at it so
1: that's awesome brooke fullerton um parent life director at use for christ really appreciate you coming yeah, in
3: thanks so much for having me appreciate yeah you
1: it. bet folks don't forget go to yfclincoln.org backslash flowers uh orders are due by the end of the day wednesday um get some orchids and beautiful flowers, mother or whoever and help donate a little bit to use for christ 1499.3 KLIN.
0: You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on $1,499.3 KLIN.
1: Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed today. <laughs> Johnny and I are giggling. I love yep. when we come out of breaks, we're giggling. I don't know what we're giggling about. Scott Gucheski, first segment, uh, we're going around the Corn Ferry Tour. Just a phenomenal example of a Nebraskan and a pro golfer. Family man, all of that. Uh, follow his story. There's articles out there. Um, he's really vaulted up in the corn ferry. I don't know what bid this will be to get back on the PGA Tour, but uh, it's safe to say he's on the right track. Uh, Brooke Fullerton was on from Youth for Christ, uh, their parent life director. And uh, it's just interesting stuff. I like I like talking to folks that are out there working You know, problem sets that most of us uh, maybe don't even know exist out there. Um, so, yeah, we'll continue on. Like I said, um, this is my last week. Uh, so what do I got? Three more shows? Cause Doug Fitzgerald's gonna cover Wednesday cause I got soccer to be at. Um, and then, uh, but I will be here tomorrow. We'll have guests, um, Thursday as well. Matt Anderson from Branch Oak Observatory and, and Friday. If any of you have any thoughts or questions, if not, no big deal. I just plan to do the news and do the show like I always do. And then we'll have a big announcement on Friday about the programming changes we're going to have at KLIN here. I will say uh that uh, I am not uh blind or not listening. I realize that uh I at times uh, become a very passionate and somewhat uh, controversial radio host, but uh, I can't say enough uh for KLIN and Bro- Broadcast House Media. Uh, managing me over the last two years. I mean, if you think about it, folks, uh, not too many people give somebody with no radio background a chance. And uh, and I think we, we've both ways done a good job uh – keeping the show going for two years and trying to achieve my objectives, which is to get people interested in politics and local politics and ultimately get them out to vote. And I'll talk more about that specifically on Friday long-term, uh, you know, what I think is best and how we should all go about our business. But uh, enjoy the rest of your Monday, Fourteen hundred ninety nine three klin